This episode is brought to you in part by Thomas Nelson, publisher of Now and Not Yet. Pressing in when you're waiting, wanting, and restless for more. Written and narrated by best-selling author Ruth Cho Simons and is available everywhere audiobooks are sold. Welcome back to the Build a Better Us podcast. The president of Build a Better Us, B.J. Thompson, and licensed therapist John J.P. Parker are about to discuss spiritual, relational, and personal development from a refreshing perspective. Be sure to stay tuned to the end to find out how you can become a part of the BBU Nation. But for now, we hope you enjoy this conversation with BJ and JP. Hello, everyone. I am John Parker. And I'm BJ Thompson. And this is the Build a Better Us podcast. Today, we're talking about how to win, how to recover, how to move forward when you've been written off, right? A lot of times, people feel like being written off is the biggest L you could take, right? Mm. Being, being discredited, being seen as somebody who can't speak on said topic. Boom, L. You know what I'm saying, right? So what we want to talk to you all about is how to win when you've been written off. Uh, and the the biggest, you know, we've we've talked about this young lady before on this show, um, but she just keeps giving us life when it comes to you know opening <laughs> opening conversation. You know, she's she's good for us. You know what I'm saying? She's she's she she helps us out in that type of in that type of way. Um, yeah. And so our girl Cardi B was recently in the news again. Um, if you're unfamiliar with us talking about Cardi B, we had a show back in the day called The Cardi B Effect and basically talking about, you know, how she's living her best life. And that's what she yeah. does. You know what I'm saying? And she changes culture. So she's at it again. We don't know when you're going to hear this actual episode as far as like if you've caught up, if you're hearing it on time, or if you're binge listening, because that's what people do. <laughs> you know they binge about? listen all the episodes, bro. Go ahead. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? But she recently made a public statement via Instagram, which is everybody's PR now. Like, I'm old enough to remember when you actually had to have a PR team and people had to come up with stuff. Now you just get on your social media, say what you got to say, and log go out. Go to your story, and go then you can story. go say what you're going to say. Right, right. Or, and just, 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 what do you uh, disable the comments, okay? Nobody say nothing to you. Um, but basically, she put up a video, and the essence of the video was, listen, this government shutdown is messing up people's money. They finna lose their housing. They can't take care of their kids. Their kids got to come home from college. Like, let's get this together, right? Yeah, yeah. And the response was at first comical because some senators and congressmen and women were like, yo, uh, are you going to retweet what Cardi B said? And someone was like, well, I will if you will. And mind you, this is all on Twitter. So the whole world is like looking at them have this debate. And they're like, oh, yo, this is really lit. Like these senators are really like debating whether or not <laughs> to retweet Cardi B, right? Uh, and it's, it's mainly just because of the language that she uses colorful. You know what I mean? Some people have issues with colorful language. Sometimes, me, for, as far as I'm concerned, there are only a few words that express what you're really trying to say. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes people get upset about those things, right? get uptight about those things. So in this situation, the senators, they decided not to because it wasn't centerly. Center, center, senatorly? I don't, that's not a word. It's not congressional. It's not something that someone in that position should do, again, because of her colorful language. Um, so what happens is, right, so you read between the lines, and so we'll get to that in a second, that 
they decided not to use this colorful language. And then it was a big thing. Hi, everybody's like, oh, look at these people that are seen as lame and squares and politicians debating on whether or not they should retweet Cardi. So how people began to try to discredit Cardi B on those that have opposite feelings of how she was expressing herself in her video, primarily conservatives. I'm not saying right or wrong, left or right. I'm just commenting on what was happening. In order to diminish her, Hmm. they began to slander her and say, oh, someone who's a professional twerker doesn't uplift women and they shouldn't have a voice to say or anything to say on this matter, period, right? So because you twerk, you can't have any political commentary or say that people's lives are being ruined because of the government shutdown, right? So in effect, what they're trying to do is discredit her, right? They're trying to shut her down. They're trying to write her off. And they're trying to keep her from being able to have a voice because of what she used to do for a living and what she kind of still does via her music videos, right? Hmm. The thing that's interesting, though, is, as we kind of briefly talked about it, these same senators who are debating whether or not to retweet her probably were also having that same conversation in their head or out loud to somebody else, but they just weren't tweeting it. You understand what I'm saying? Hmm. So they also were judging her, I'm assuming. I don't know. I'm just saying probably they had some reservations about the messenger, not the message, but the messenger also because they writ her off as somebody that should be retweeted. Right. Yeah. Imagine if somebody had said what she said and they felt it was somebody that was worthy of retweeting, there probably wouldn't have been any hesitation. Wow. So in this situation, because of who Cardi B was and kind of still is, she is not a valid person to retweet or on the other hand, she is not somebody that's seen as valued in this conversation because of what she's done. And so, therefore, she shouldn't even be able to speak publicly unless she shut that down immediately. You follow me on that? I'm absolutely following this. I feel a little feeling in my heart right now. Okay, JP. okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> mm-hmm. That wasn't my intention. Mm-hmm. That's all spot. That's what you want to do? Uh-huh. That's your thing? You you like to, to go to the, to the juggler, don't you? That's what I do. That's what I do. It's okay. good. Okay. Yeah, you know, when I think about this idea of being written off, I might be the expert at this. <laughs> you didn't you right? didn't get rid off before, bro? Oh, a little bit, a lot. Right? Okay. This is like my life it. story. Okay. And you know, early on in my journey as a leader, you know, prior to being recognized as an actual legit thinker, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can remember people saying, Oh, you just talk a lot. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would say, man, I I just feel like this is concerning. You know, can we look at this? Can we talk about it? Can we think about it? And, you know, JP, in a lot of ways, I was met with, well, you know, you're just trying to make this important. You're trying to make yourself important. Or you just just talk a lot, right? Mm. And for a long time, you know, in order to not rock the boat, I just stopped talking. Okay? And what I found, even in my endeavors was for whatever reason that my, um, my enthusiasm, my drive, my desire were all stifled. Guess what I realized years later? Mm. I was a verbal processor. Ah, uh, come on, man. Look I at wasn't you. talking. I was processing my thoughts. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking. Wow, that's right? big. That's big, bro. Right? This entire time I'm being written off for talking too much. Really, had I been around people who understood learning styles, they yeah. could have said, no, you're just thinking out loud. Come on. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so we're talking about being written off, right? So I just begin to say, hey, you should pay attention to that. That'll drown you. I remember the first time I introduced the idea that couples needed to be healthy, 
Yeah. And I was met with, man, you're exaggerating. That's not a big deal. Wow. You got to be kidding me, bro. Oh, I'm dead serious. And let me guess. I'm dead it was serious. A, uh, religious Dang. institution. <laughs> That's exactly right. It was a religious institution, right? And uh, people that I respected, right? And so, yeah. you know, I, I believe like, oh, well, maybe my my passion, you know, maybe if, if you haven't followed Build a Better Us, go to buildabetterus.com. Build a Better Us started essentially not because it was this cool business idea and we're going to create things for couples. Uh, it started out serving couples because it was my attempt to save my own marriage, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, the first five years of my marriage were very challenging, very difficult, um, had little to no rhyme and reason. And it was either create something that that gave language to this struggle yeah. or listen, or 86 or leave it all. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And so for me, you know, I started out working with couples, not because I thought it was like this cool thing and I wanted to be this new black conservative person talking about marriage. Listen, I just wanted to stay married. <laughs> right. I just wanted, I wanted to, to be with married. my wife. Come on. Right. Man. Yeah. Right. I was tired and of the so dog for house. me, <laughs> you know, even I, I just remember bringing it up and, and just saying to people, yo, I just feel like this is a larger problem. And similar to what you're saying about Cardi B, initially just written off so fast. Oh, man, that's cute. Oh, um, I don't know. Yeah. Mm, you should check. We're the experts. Let us handle these things. Right, right. right. All you want to do is talk a lot. And I think what happens when you're written off, and this is to, to transition a little bit, is that sometimes you will believe what's being said depending on who's saying it. Perfect. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, you know, I think you used the, the comment that it wasn't necessarily the message, it was the messenger. Yeah. Right? You use that in, in correlation to coincide with this Cardi B illustration. Well, sometimes we will believe once we're written off, we'll believe what's being said, not because what of what's being said, but because of who's saying it. So maybe it's your yeah. mama. Yeah. yeah. Um, maybe it's an educator that you respect. Maybe it's a spiritual leader that you really admire, and then they have words about you. And when they write you off, they make you believe in the depths of your soul that nothing that you have in this particular area could bring value, right? Yeah. And so what I would say, just kind of jumping this conversation off, is sometimes the power to write off and people to believe it is the power to kill Mm -hmm. something that God could be placing inside of you. What do you think, JP? What are some observations you've seen in your own life or in the lives of others in terms of being written off and people believing it and they shouldn't be believing it? Go ahead. Yeah. So I have a funny example. Of, Go ahead. Good. We need that. We need I mean, that. We need a mixture. Oh, it's so uh, funny. I'm getting so when my I, vendettas out. Go ahead. So you know we have some mutual friends that are in the, the recording industry, right? For sure. So when I first moved to Atlanta, I had an opportunity to work for Reach Records. If you're not familiar with Reach Records, all you have to do is Google them. And there's two artists that became, you know, good friends of mine at the time, more so than others. I've had different relations with different folks, folks over time. But unintentionally, on a road trip, I happened to not hit them with the here's my demo. You know what I'm saying? But, oh, I do music. Here you too. go. You know I do music, saying? too. 
Check I mean, out what's, my SoundCloud. <laughs> which, which he knew because I was, was I engineering for him yet? I don't remember if I was engineering for him yet or not, but it was like. It was, man. You knew uh, you were waiting on that moment, bro. Listen, you were waiting on the moment to give him your, your demo, bro. It wasn't Go even, ahead. but it was, I think he may have mentioned it more was so it than good? me being Tell like. Me, was it good? Was it good or was it, was it like terrible? So, was as far like as I'm Hey, listen, moving from Oakland and feeling like I was a big fish in a small pond in Oakland and coming okay. to Atlanta with the intentions of doing something in the industry, I, I thought I was rolling, right? Okay. So then okay. after I played it, he gave me his t- t- critiques, and what I heard was, oh, you ain't got it, right? Ooh. Right? That's, that's what I heard. That's what I heard, right? That's what I heard, right? Written off. And not necessarily that maybe he didn't write it off, but it wasn't like, oh, fix this, fix this, fix that, da-da-da, work on that. It, you know what I mean? Not that he was even asking for that or if he was trying to give me that. That's just what I heard. You know, I didn't hear like, oh, you that guy. Like, that's what I was expecting, right? Because I was that guy in Oakland for, as far as I was concerned, right? But I quit. Like that was it. Like I was doing, I was doing more than rapping. I was spoken word. I was doing all kind of, I was just had like poems wow. in me. You know what I'm saying? I felt like I was pop. Acting, you know I mean? rapping. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was doing painting, all. doing uh, literally <laughs> graphic literally. design. Go ahead. I literally Go was ahead, doing bro. that. I was literally doing all of that creative <laughs> stuff, bro. Like, and so then I quit. But again, so a year or two later, another friend says, hey, bro, so you stopped doing what you was doing because somebody said. They or they didn't approve or didn't clap for you or didn't applaud for you, bro. Like you shut it down because of that, because of somebody's opinion. Wow. And I was like, oh shoot, these guys are friends. They're both my friend. They had differing mm. opinions. I have these two friends. One says you Almost don't have it, right. You know what I'm saying? Exactly, right. I have one friend that says you ain't got it. Another friend that says, man, I believe in you. Let me help you. Let me encourage you. Not saying that one friend didn't say that, but I'm just saying the contrast of the two things. And in my mind. Because of one voice was louder in my head than the other, I didn't put forth the effort to continue in that arena because I wrote myself off, right? Mm. Nah, but now I'm I'm in South Africa. My wife is a genius. You know what I'm saying? We out here living yes, our I- best lives because I wasn't chasing a dream that I should have been chasing, right? So in, mm. in effect, both of my friends, one helped me realize like, all right, if this is what you're going to do, you need to do better. The other one was saying, hey, I believe in you. Let me come alongside you to help you move. But instead of me meshing those two together and allowing it to be a force to keep me propelling in the right direction, I shut myself down. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So so I I know I do. And here's what I'm hearing you say. Most of the time when we're written off and we stay, we go passive, it's because we ourselves already, we have our fears confirmed from an individual outside of ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yes. We have yeah. our quiet, silent fears confirmed. Yep. We already feel fearful. We already feel like we're not enough. We already feel like that idea isn't good. Yep. We then have someone who we value restate that to us. And listen, it completely demolishes us. Yep. Right? And or the thing is, they may not even say that, but, but it's because it's so close to that and you already have the negative perception instead of saying, oh, they're just encouraging me to do better. What I hear is, oh man, I ain't got it. Or there's some haters, yeah. or there whatever. I think I would even better off if I were like, oh, he's just a hater, because it would have made me go further, right? But instead, I didn't, I wasn't secure in myself. I wasn't assured of myself. And I allowed that defeat, like you said, that was already underneath the surface to come even more to the forefront, even though there were other voices in the room saying, go, 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 go. So here's the point that I want to make about this, right? Even if they said it was trash. Yeah. Right? And somebody you value, it's possible for you to have something valuable 
And then people you value, not value it. Come on now. Come on. Come on. No shade. No disrespect. But it's just a possible thing. It is. It's possible to have something valuable. And then people that you value, not value it. I.e. Jesus. Come on. Jesus said he showed up to his hometown like, yo, what's popping? Yeah. I'm about to listen. Y'all want to get healed? What y'all need over here, right? Yeah. He says that he could not perform anything valuable in his hometown. Why? Because a prophet is without honor in his hometown. Sometimes the people you want to really value, give you praise and approval for what you're doing, can't value it. And then you will assume that that thing is not valuable, right? Yeah, yeah. And here's what I find in people is that we live too much in our head, JP. We live too much for approval. We live too much for the crowd. We live in too much for the likes and for the hearts. And we find ourselves in situations where that thing that we need to do, that we need to develop over time and through endurance and through patience, we don't even take the first step. I had a, a client, man. I had a guy that I knew. I put it like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Told me, man, I got this project I really want to do. I've been practicing it just the whole nine. And then I finally say to him, hey, I'll tell you what. Organize it. Plan it out. Listen, put one of those things out online. Mm-hmm. Right? He goes, okay, I can do it. Now I say, listen, it's going to be scary. You're going to bring your things to the public. I said, but this is how we begin to develop our craft. Listen, man, I haven't heard from him since. Man. Right? Jeez, yeah. And I think too, oftentimes we're living in such a disconnect for what we say we want and who we are and what we're willing to do that when you finally meet people who say, I believe in you do it, listen, you don't really have the confidence in yourself to do it. Right. Right? You're living in the fact that people going to doubt you. So, you know, this whole culture of nobody believe in me, I'm going to show y'all. Okay, cool. What if you meet somebody that do believe in you? Right. Listen, you still got to put in the work. Yeah. Yep. You still got to bring these things to light. Yep. You still got to put yourself in a situation to win. I think that too oftentimes we're talking a talk that we're not really willing to back up. We don't have the confidence in our hearts about. Therefore, when we hear the slightest form of criticism, it shuts us back down. Come on. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so two conversations I think we're having is that what happens when you have something valuable and people you value don't value it. That's one conversation. Mm-hmm. Two, do you realize that some people have valuable things, but they will not acknowledge that that thing is valuable? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I got a, a friend who plays the saxophone, and he's traveled all over the world. And he came in and did a talk with us, and he said, you know, I thought that my friends who were playing football, soccer track... You know, going to real, becoming realtors and brokers, and you know, stock and trade, bond and trade, all these different things. I thought those things were great, and I just had my little thing, mm. right? And he mm-hmm. said, "BJ, but here's what I did." He said, "I practice with that saxophone every single day." He said, "I practice when no one was there. I practice when everyone was there." Mm. And he said, "Here's what it, this saxophone took me. It's taking me across the country." 
It's given me hit albums. Mm. It's put me in the face of the most powerful people in the world, mm. right? Listen, it's created a legacy of wealth. And this is what his conclusion was. No matter what your thing is, no matter how small your thing is, God will use it if you're willing to step out on faith. Mm. Mm. Right? Mm. This is the most challenging thing, is that you have to know that what you have comes from God. It doesn't come from people. Right. And because that thing, again, which could seem small, right, you never know where that thing is going to get you. And so for me, you know, I got critics, I got haters, all those different things. Cool. Let's acknowledge that. Yeah. Cool. What you going to do about that? Right. Cool. How are you going to handle that? Listen, if you need to step away from that individual, let's do that. Right. But that doesn't mean that you're still not going to need the courage and confidence to know that what you have is valuable and it's going to take cultivating in order for it to grow into something that can be experienced outside of you. What do you hear me saying, JP? What do you think about all of this? I know I'm like preaching. I'm trying not to because I'm warm about this. Go ahead. No, well, no. What, what, do you, what do you think, JP? Come on. I don't want to get into my zone. I'm not getting no, papers. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I think that, bro, like one of the key elements I hear you saying is perspective, right? Yeah. So when you have proper perspective of yourself, proper perspective of your future, Proper perspective yeah. of your goals, proper perspective of what a win is for you. Mm. You will hear someone say, hey, bro, like you told my man or woman, I don't know, this your client, what you need to do is X, Y, Z. Because he didn't have proper perspective on how to win or what his future was or what his goals were, whatever the case may be, he didn't call you back. And he ain't put nothing yeah. out. He or she ain't put nothing yeah. out, right? The other yeah. thing is when I look back on my situation, when I was able to step back and really hear what was being given to me on both sides of the coin, um, both people were my fans, both people were my friends, but both people had a different perspective on how I should approach my craft and what I was doing, right? One was like, hey, here is the reality. You need to do better, right? Push you forward. Let that be momentum. Move forward. Another person would says, hey, I'm taking what you have and helping you with a platform to help you to remember that you can do better and you can do more. And I'm putting it in your hand. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. That makes sense? Yeah. And so when yeah. perspective kicked in for me, what I realized was like, oh, you know what? I have two people that care about me, that love me and want to see me be my best self. But am I operating in the gifts and in the arena and with the talents that God has given me? Or am I just doing something that sounds fun and cool that I've always wanted to do? Ooh. When I looked back, this is again what I'm hearing you say. I'm, I'm drawing this from what you said. When I look back on it, once I realized like, oh, shoot, I'm out here just trying to have fun and do things that are cool because I think these things are fun and they're cool. And I may have some talent and some skill, but this isn't what God placed me on earth to do. Good. And, and once I understood that, I was able to put my efforts in line with the direction that God had called for me to go in, i.e., here we are now, however many There we later. go. Come on. That's it, bro. Listen. You know what I'm saying? And you're killing it. And, and, and you're killing it. And I'm this, trying and to be like is, you, bro. No, bro. We're trying to be like you. We're trying <laughs> to be like each other. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Yep. So listen, this is what I'm hearing you say. Your purpose is that which recharges you and inspires others. Come on. 
Come on. Right? Come it on. has to be both. Yeah. Your purpose is that which recharges you and inspires others. Listen, JP, I knew that I was a speaker and a thinker and a life coach because when I did it, it would recharge me. I could go endless hours encouraging people in areas of growth and not lose any energy. Come right? On. That's yeah. one key. Yeah. But on the other end, feedback-wise, is the response right in the right setting? Because sometimes in your hometown, you are not a prophet of honor. People will write you off. Right. Right. I have lived in several cities where people were a little too comfortable with me mm-hmm. at a certain point. And I kept saying, no, I'm a level up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm more than that. Yeah. No, you don't know what you're talking about. As a matter of fact, I'm going to mute your voice. Yeah, yeah. You don't have bearing on my purpose in my God-given potential. Yeah. And listen, yeah. JP, there's literally nothing that I've said up until this point that I haven't done. Come on. So all those people, nobody came back and apologized. Nobody came back and said, BJ, we were completely wrong because... Mm. Mm. I don't need them to do that. Amen. I don't need them to tell me how great and how what I told them a decade ago that I'm doing today that I was going to do. I don't need them to do that. And this is when you know you're hitting a sweet spot is when you don't need either praise nor are you phased by criticism. Mm. JP, Mm -hmm. that's when you're in a sweet spot, right? Yeah, yeah. And so back to this passion thing, Part of the idea of passion is, does it inspire others? When you finally put it into the right place mm-hmm. in the season that you're in, do people say, BJ, oh, I'm inspired by that? And if they don't, you may need to readjust. And, and similar to what you were saying with the music, and refine what you're doing, or listen, or you need to reconsider it because it may not be the thing that you were meant to birth more maturely into the world. Yeah. JP, what are some practical things people can do in order to not be discouraged when they're written out, not to be Cardi B'd in that moment and to walk away and say, I'll never speak on politics again? Yeah. Cliche um, as it may be, uh, I think it's necessary, vital first steps. Have a vision, make it plain. Write a vision, Mm. make it plain. Right? Good. Give yourself a plan of action a three-year plan, a six-year plan, a three-month plan, where you see yourself going, what it is you want to do. And like we've talked about a long time ago, actually having clear and proper perspective of whether or not this is something you need to be doing. How you do that is having good accountability. You have good friends. You have people in your life that just aren't yes men and women that will tell you the truth, that will sit down and say, hey, baby, that ain't it. Like the old folks used to do, baby, that ain't it. So that when you're making an assessment, when you're making your three-year plans, three, six months plan, five-year plan, 10-year plan, you'll have a sober assessment of who you are and where it is you need to be going. If mm. you don't, in my opinion, if you don't start there, you're just chasing your tail. If you don't start there, you could be operating and seeing good results, as we talked about before, but not truly doing what you're supposed to be doing. And I think that Oftentimes, we put the cart before the horse because we get a good idea. We think it's what we need to be doing. Then we start running with it, but we haven't done the, the homework in the front, on, the, on the front end. We haven't done the assessment. We haven't seen if this is what we should do. We haven't consulted with friends. We haven't consulted with our life coach. We haven't checked good. in to make sure that, hey, this isn't just some fad or some you know, flash in the pan that we're following after. Good. Good. 
Good. Those are all great tips. Yeah, no, just to follow up with that, I would just say investigate the industry and 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 listen and be able to articulate your own story. You know, here's the thing. Our origins mean everything, right? Yeah. And you know what what I realize about it is what I'm doing today, JP, in some way, shape, or form, I've always done. This has always been me. I can tell you times when I was in high school where I was mentoring, um, you know, young men, almost in a very, you know, you know, uh, dysfunctional way. Yeah, yeah. But I was doing it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was life coaching them. Yeah, yeah. Now listen, I was life coaching them on how to be, you know, a womanizer. Yeah. But I was life coaching then. I didn't start being a life coach once I was receiving a salary. And I think one of the things that we have to do is we have to truly investigate who we've always been. Yeah. Therefore, we realize we're not starting from nothing. Listen, we're building on who we've always been. Right, right. True indeed. And that's the key to it all, right? And when you can recommunicate your own story about who you are and who you've always been in a very humble, sober way, you won't be so easily swayed by small criticisms, right? Very last thing I would say, be willing to invest in yourself. I find too many people saying they have these deep passion and desire to do these things. Listen, they ain't spending no money in no classes. <laughs> right. Listen, yeah. they're not reading any books. Yeah. They're not flying to any conferences. Yeah. They're not taking small risk to discern if this is a good move for them. Be willing to invest in you. You are your greatest asset. The uh, the urban poet Big Sean says, <laughs> huh? he has a line in one of his songs He says, I realized I needed to start investing in me. Do you realize that you are your greatest asset? Mm -hmm. And if you don't realize it, then you will never develop the confidence Mm -hmm. to overshadow people writing you off when you get into new spaces, new seasons, and new settings. Come on. Good. Yes, yes, yes. JP, what if somebody needs some extra help? Where where can they go? What do they need to do if they need to get a little extra help? Because it sounds like a lot of complex things that you're communicating. It does. It does. One thing I want to say before I give the people the help, one thing you reminded me of real quick, considering the source. When you're trying to win after being written off, you must consider the source. Is the person or the people that writing you off, are they your friend or foe? Do they have your best interest at heart? Do they even know you for real? I've gone to advice for people with my marriage, with people that I thought knew me that didn't know me at all. And gave yeah. me the worst advice and ever. Our marriage turned around at that point in time. Great, thanks be to God. But when I left out of there, I was like, "Oh, this is that was bad." Like I literally cried in front of my wife and wanted to fight the man. You know what I'm saying? That was doing our counseling, and he just went into me and didn't know anything about what he was saying. He was just making assumptions off of this one conversation about who I was and what my personality was. And so, what I'm saying is, you must consider the source of the people or the persons, the group or whatever that has written you off. Because if they, if it's not worth spending your time considering what they have to say, don't spend that time. But if it is, take the, what they say into consideration, make some adjustments if need be, go on about your business. Is that, is that short and sweet to the point? 
Oh, no, it is. And just make sure that that person, the source, is good for the season. That's what just I'm because the person was good in the past doesn't yeah. mean Come on. they're able... Listen, doesn't that mean so they have valuable. the life. Come on, bro. They don't have the life or the experience to Come take on. you into this next season. Come so, on, man. Yeah, before I ask it, your advice, I need to see it in your life. Bruh. That's my new phrase, bro, right? <laughs> you cannot undervalue what you just said, bro. I don't think people understand. I know we're supposed to be wrapping up, but bro... That- Listen, this is what we do when I build a better podcast. We go over time. Go ahead, JP. We say one more thing. We don't mean that. Uh, We're going to keep on five more things. Go go ahead for the listeners. My second closing. My second closing, amen. You have to know the seasons. You have to know when somebody is over, they've overstayed their usefulness. Like, yo, there's some people that are lifelong mentors. There's some people that are for a season. And there's some people you just be like, yo, I see your life and this is what I'm not going to do. You understand what I'm saying? We cannot hold on to last week's prophecy for today. That was then, bro. This is a new thing. You can't be running with the same set of information. Like things change, bro. Information changes. Look at the NBA, bro. Teams that are trying to have big men in the paint. They're dead. It's like having a dinosaur on the basketball court. You need you need centers that can shoot threes. That's just where we are. So yeah. if you're out here trying to live your life in such a way where you're outdated and you're behind, and the people that are giving you this information are outdated and behind, you're losing. Anyway, that's right. Sorry about that's that. Exactly. Listen, no, listen. Go out of on the tangent. I have definitely had to clear house yeah. in some painful ways. Yeah, yeah. Um, people that I loved and admired and realized in this season. You can't take me where I need to go. Yeah, you got it. Um, and so listen, so you know, if you need a little help and you're saying, Man, they're going off. Listen, <laughs> we want to meet with you one-to-one. We have a range of great life coaches, older, white, black, all these different yeah, you know, yeah. ethnicities, backgrounds, and disciplines. If you go to visit buildabetterus.com mm-hmm. and you click on get involved in life coach and select a life coach based off of your desired experience, background, ethnicity, just the whole nine. Your initial consultation is free and we would love to meet with you because our goal is to help you become a better you. So that we can become a better us. Thank you for tuning in to the Build a Better Us podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever podcasts are played. You too can become a part of the BBU Nation today by continuing these discussions on social media. Be sure to go like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter at Build a Better Us, and on Instagram at BBU Social. To keep up with other exciting events and resources, visit our website at buildabetterus.com. On behalf of the entire BBU team, we'll see you next time on the Build a Better Us podcast. This episode was brought to you in part by the Better Samaritan Podcast, where Jamie Ayton and Kent Annan discuss everything from simple acts of kindness to complex humanitarian challenges with their guests. Want to learn how to faithfully do good better? Find insights at The Better Samaritan.